Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. Hi, Rose Buddies. <laughs> Are the fans of our show called Rose Buddies, and have we discussed this before? I usually refer to them as buddies. Um, I think let's call them the beautiful petals of the beautiful petals that compose the sweet, the sweet blooming bud of our love. Of our love, period. End of end of end of thought. What would that acronym be? I don't know, baby. I'm so <laughs> tired. Please, please, can you do me a favor? Yes. Because uh, I'm uh, on week three of making a television show. Uh, can you do? Can you just do all the jokes this episode, and I'll just sit here and just nod and be like, ah, yes. Um. That's a lot of pressure to put on me. Like you say, like, yeah, and this boy, he was a real dweeb. And I'll be like, ha, yes. <laughs> I need to come up with some, like, really nice phrasings. Because I feel like part of your appeal on this show is that you have this really precise way of saying things about yeah. the contestants. That's true. But I also have a lot of good catchphrases. And you could just use those if you want. I guess I could just do... The formula is like... Oh, I have a form. I didn't even realize there was a formula to my comedic. Oh no, arts. there is. There is. It's like good, good adjective boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah, so just work a few in there, yeah. and I'll be like, mm, "Good one, babe." Yeah. I love, by the way, that you do again have both the office and bathroom door <laughs> open again. Give me just a fucking primo view of that, John. <laughs> Because I got to say, I've been away from that John for 15 days now. You miss even it? Even longer. Miss it a I've little? Gone, I've been gone from that John for almost 20 days now, and I miss it desperately. I don't like to close the bathroom door when nobody's in there, because I feel like it's a weird decoy. Like, oh, like I would be home alone, and I would see a closed bathroom door and still get nervous that somebody was in there. I know. It's just beckoning to me. It's just beckoning to me. Do you want me to close the office door? No, because now, now I find it a comfort. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about the Bachelorette Canada? Yes. Should we also at this point just say, hi, Bachelorette Canada, because all of you are listening to our podcast now. Yeah. Which is, is very humbling. Um, thank, thank you all for supporting our endeavor as we support yours. Um, but if you think we're going to not turn a critical eye onto your television program, you got another fucking thing coming because we are objective journalists. <laughs> Can't or are we subjective what's the good one objective or subject i think object objective is the yeah good one. that's the good one um can i tell you i was a little disappointed remember how i said there was a member of the cast that joined our facebook group yes he is no longer in the group i checked today so i feel like we can what happened i don't know um, he probably didn't maybe he heard some mean things that i said about <laughs> his wardrobe in the last i feel episode. like we could mention him now that he's not in the group right I mean, he, probably, he maybe still listens to the podcast, so I don't want to put him on blast. But, like, I may have said some stuff that I regret, except I don't. I'm just saying it's not you. It's the wardrobe. Just you. there are better things you could have worn to showcase your beautiful, beautiful body. I think he joined to see what it was all about and then figured it gotta out. Take, gotta take. And, <laughs> and said, then okay, left. I'm, I'm done. I didn't want to um, call him out when he joined because I didn't want him to get unwanted attention but then he left no, good point anyway yeah let's let's not put him on blast let's uh let's just move on and just be cool 
with our uh, superstar fan base. I miss you, David. I miss you. Oh, I thought you were going to say Griffin because I've been gone for you for three weeks. But yeah, David, I also miss you. (laughs) Baby, come back. Let's get rolling. I miss you too, Griffin. I miss you so much. I get to come home in two days, though. I know. Tomorrow's going to be a long one, huh? Yeah, you got candle nights. Yep. And I got a TV show. We have a lot of TV show to make tomorrow and then a live show. So it's kind of a one-two punch of things that make me extremely anxious. You're but not, then I then I'm done. You're not used to the TV lifestyle. Oh God, no, no. I mean, I know all the cool lingo, but that's about it. And by cool lingo, I mean two phrases about my bathroom stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My contribution to the show is I make jokes about good, good adjective boys, and then I go to the bathroom one of two ways, and I let everybody know <laughs> what those ways are. Let's burn this shit down. It's a lot of a lot of insight into our relationship. You're just letting the audience in on absolutely it is um okay we are still in sandals jamaica wonderful uh and now it's just 13 guys that is not very many boys no by the end of this episode we're down to 11 11 a cool 11 boys and and at the beginning we have a baker's dozen boys in episode three i know uh yeah i kind of can i say something yeah This, this might be sacrilegious kind of like it i kind of like the pace of this because there's no like i know all the boys at this point which is unlikely episode three i know all of the boys there's well maybe one sort or two of that I know less. yeah okay. there's one or two that i know less of but i i think i know all the boys though uh well it helps the two of them have the same name i think that's true and one of them is named benoit ben one's named benoit uh okay so uh noah the host arrives with a date card. And I gotta say. Yeah. He's no. I know what you're gonna. He's I know no what you're Chris Harrison. Well, he doesn't have as much time to shine. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He gets as much time now as Chris Harrison also gets now. Chris Harrison had years you're and right. years and years of person in person interviews and like, sh- like hitting the fucking pavement with these, with these datables. Yeah. And we don't get that with Noah. And so like, I don't know anything about that's Noah. True. I don't. Does Noah host a uh, Canadian who wants to be a millionaire, which would translate to about who wants to be <laughs> uh, like 614,000 American dollars there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so it's a group date. Um, as this group date is announced, we find out about uh, David's nickname. David is the one who has not yet been on a date. Uh, and they call him Dateless Dave. That seems mean. Yeah. I guess they didn't make fun of his jacket, though. So, like, glass houses and all that. Yeah. Um, So, on the date is Mike, Drew, Thomas, Benoit, JP, and Scott. For real, though, this is... Okay, never mind. I got got confused about where we were in the episode. I watched this episode this morning, first thing, as soon as I woke up at, like, 8 a.m. So, I'm a little bit foggy on the particulars. I'm very glad you took notes. Um... So it is a dance hall date. And bye. There it goes. There goes the skeleton. <laughs> my skeleton actually jumped out of my mouth and then flushed itself down the toilet. So I couldn't get it back. They all meet on the top of a building, which appears to also kind of be like a basketball court or something. Okay. Um, and uh, one of the guys says that Jasmine looks, quote, stunning. So there, if you're playing bingo at home, yeah. like... You now have every square checked off. Uh, so on this date, I'm going to use a lot of a lot of direct quotes. Uh, the guys are going to learn to ride the rhythm 
with the Shady Squad. Excellent. Yes, I was going. <laughs> I was just about to say if I was going to guess what all of these dudes were going to do, I was going to say probably ride the rhythm with the Shady Squad. Like mm-hmm. when even from episode one, I was like, some of these boys are going to ride the rhythm with the Shady Squad for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so I thought for sure Drew's going to throw a fit. Drew hated the singing date. But Drew, he hates artistic expression. Drew says multiple times in this episode that he is comfortable, quote, moving his body around. <laughs> Let me say this about Drew. He's a ding-a-ling, ding-dong. And I don't even care if you listen to the fucking show. Guess what, Drew? <laughs> I think you're a ding-a-ling, dong. Um, but fuck, you can move that body, though. Yeah, he's real good. <laughs> That's the bad thing. Like, I think he's a real ding-dong. But shit, the way he moves that form... Good Lord. Do you think he incorporates that into his medical sales? I think so. He's like, <laughs> you want some insulin? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, the price of the Abby pins going up and up. <laughs> I'm doing dancing because we have webcams on so Rachel can see me. It's entirely for her benefit and not for yours. <laughs> um, so... The guys learn a little bit of choreography, and then they have to come up with a signature dance move to add on to that choreography. And that is so fuck. What do you think is more cruel? Having them learn choreography and try to do it, or say, hey, come up with a signature dance <laughs> move that really represents what you are all about. Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't know that I move, I move my beautiful body in all kinds of wonderful ways. I think I would be hard-pressed to create a signature dance move it's just so much like there's so much on the line there well and a lot of them i will say draw liberally from existing dance moves it's not that's fair it's not as if they they move in ways that human beings have never seen before yeah sure uh and so we get a few of the guys in varying stages of discomfort um mike alerts us that he is going to make some faces and that he is going to try and be conscious of that. And Mike, I just want to say (laughs) thanks for the heads up, dog. I needed it because that shit was insane. Um, Scott is very um, stiff, is the word they use. Uh, He just looks very, very uncomfortable. That's a fair assessment of your style, Scott, my man. Yeah. Uh, And this is when Drew kind of pulls us aside and and tells us that he's willing to say that he's willing to agree with anything that Jasmine says as part of his technique in, in winning her over. He's like, Oh yeah, I can say yes. I want that too. To almost anything. He is not, he is not reinventing the villain wheel with like (laughs) all the shit that he's saying. Like, in fact, I think he's like, it's pretty rote as far as like bachelor villain shit goes. Um, yeah, it's like mustache twirling, you know, it's like classic yeah. reality show. Like I've got a sinister plot. I'm going to make her think something that's not true. That's like, that's like real old school villain. I am wondering when this came out in relation to this, uh, Jojo season of bachelor. It was probably filmed either at the same time or before. Right. Because there was some, there were some behaviors exhibited by Drew that were like very rod like, uh, and and again like it's not like he was the first villain either, but like this like um, wacky showmanship that went alongside like this broy showmanship that went alongside being like this this obvious villain behavior like felt very I don't know there were uh, nothing nearly as like yeah uh, but uh, it's not gross. like it's not like Rod wrote the book on 
on being a TV show villain. There was some shit Drew does later on where, like, he has this entrance when the rest of the boys are hanging out. No, I know what you're talking about. And, like, does, like, a little stunt to, like, show off and make Uh all the rest of the boys laugh. And it felt, I don't know, it felt very, I don't know. Um, Rod was also apparently, and let's just, like, get past this real fast, was apparently on the after show for this episode of Bachelorette Canada. No, it's the next one. Bachelorette Canada. He's going to be. Bachelorette, no. (laughs) He's going to be on the next one. And okay. that's why several Rose Buddies have launched a Twitter campaign. Um, it's like Rose Buddies against Rod, I think is the hashtag. That, that we, <laughs> uh, we need to protect the, the fucking borders and like contain. Rod is our fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. Canada should not have to suffer him. Did you see the news, baby, by the way? Speaking of um, protecting our borders. Uh they just announced there's going to be a Bachelor uh, Japan. I heard that, and it's going to be on Amazon. Fuck yeah, I didn't see that. I think I think so, because everyone's been asking us in the group if we're going to cover it, and I think it's going to be on Amazon. Dude, even if we don't cover it, I'm going to watch every second of that. Are you kidding me? That is going to be my jam. It yeah. Is going to be a Unless they, morsel. like, immediately leave the country. <laughs> I guess so, but yeah, I don't know. Man, I'm going to be so into that. Uh, anyway, okay, back into it. Um, okay, so the guys, after they've learned the choreography and developed their signature dance move, take it to the streets in their, quote, yard swag, mm. uh, which involves various hats, gold chains, uh, accessories that have zippers on them. Terrific. <laughs> um, and, and sunglasses, for a lot of them. Hey, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to blow right through it. What do you think your signature dance move is? Ooh. Yeah. And I... I'll just describe it. I'm watching you, and I'll just describe what you do and say whether or not I've seen you do it before and whether or not it's bullshit. This is a good question because this is actually something that I got called out on when I was in high school, I think. Oh, okay. Um, by my friend's and... little brother. And you're still rocking. You're still rocking this move. I don't think I am. I don't think it was ever real. But okay. But it seems like something I would do. Okay, so we called it the bewildered monkey. Oh Jesus! Uh, it involved putting like both my hands up and kind of moving back and forth like this. Oh no, baby, you definitely still do that. So you got basically <laughs> you, you're kind of miming it a little bit. Like you have your hands up, like you have a flat wall in front of you, <laughs> yeah. and you're just kind of like rocking your shoulders back and, and forth. And my mouth is open. That's where and the your mouth yeah. is definitely open. Yeah, that's just to let people know that you're like having a good time <laughs> dancing. I think mine is probably the like where I put my hand on my chest and like push my rib cage out and like pop it you know? yeah but that one i feel is like as recent that's since i've known you yeah i mean i didn't dance before i met you you taught me how that's not true and i know you it. taught me everything i know about dancing <laughs> actually that move is definitely a dance central move it is a dance central move and and i don't think i played that game before we met so really i just i know that you used to dance Mm-hmm. and i'm just curious what you used to do i mean i would just do just sort of a just sort of uh, get the hands up and like fucking feel the, just like let the music just like wash over me. But mostly nowadays it's uh, pushing my chest in, popping it out, pushing it in, popping it out. Uh-huh. People love that shit. People love it. Oh, um, and playing the air sax. Well, yeah, that's, imp- but only to songs that have saxophone in it. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Jepsen, again. Can for I, influx. can I post that picture of you playing the air sax in the Rose Buddies group? 
Oh, at, at Pete's wedding? Yeah. Yeah, sure, of course. Okay, I think people would... But that was, that was Careless Whisper, and you can't blame me for that. I think people would really enjoy it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was Run Away With Me. Was it? It was absolutely... Yeah, that was the one song we requested for Pete and I thought wedding. they didn't play it. I thought we got no, upset that they didn't actually play Carly Rae. I think they did. Anyway, sorry, this is for absolutely nobody <laughs> okay. but me and Rachel. But tough shit. Uh, so this is when we get to see the guys. The guys all do the choreography. It looks mm. terrible. And then we see their signature dance moves. Um... <laughs> Mike, I wrote down Mike was one of my favorites. He described it as eating a banana in a, quote, rhythmic yes. way. Yes, 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 yes. That was the best. Holy shit. That was so good. God, I love Mike. I feel like Mike Mike is kind of falling off just a little bit, right? Like, he, he, after that first episode, you got the, the FIP, um, or the fur, the first impression rose. Okay. I was like, for sure. I, I still, thought for sure he was going to get he's it. He's still a force, though. They have a little he's chat. He's still a force, I guess so. Um yeah, his banana eating was fucking fantastic. Uh, Thomas does a dance move that involves his hair as a featured okay, part, which is not surprising. Yeah. Uh, JP does uh, some flips that he calls the happy roll. Uh, and Benoit does basically what is twerking. Uh, and Jasmine comments that she can see all of his butt sweat. That was rough. Yeah, he did like a lay on his back twerk situation, and I could see his butt sweat. And it was, but she she made it sound like the sentence should have gone. I could see all of his butt sweat, so of course I'm going to send him home this week because it was kind of gross. But she she was, I just saw his butt sweat. How funny was it? I don't I don't want to see anybody's butt sweat. Yeah, I don't even think we saw Josh's butt sweat, and we saw all of his other sweat. And we saw all the other sweat that he had in his body. I mean, unless some of his butt sweat kind of splashed up and got on his shirt, which is entirely possible. (laughs) Uh, And then Drew does his dance move that he calls the swag boy, which was a decent dance move. It was fucking really good. Damn it, Drew. Damn it. Uh, So then they go to a club that appears to be on the Sandals Resort property called the Rabbit Hole, uh, which is a speakeasy. And and this is when the guys start to kind of talk smack about Drew, but they do it in like the politest way. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet JP tells the camera that Drew is kind of a, quote, pickup artist. (laughs) Which is not an inaccurate way of describing. Yeah, right? it was like, just I would actually, so, I would like, be surprised if he had not like studied directly under mystery at some point. Like, I, I, I would not be surprised if that was his. That was his style. It's just as far as insults go, it's a very tender insult. You know. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, so Drew talks about his last relationship to Jasmine, and says that he was engaged. Um, and then Jasmine asks him how it fell apart. And he gives this really vague answer and then just yeah. says that, you know, I, I I like to be dominant in a relationship. Um and then that was kind of That's all what we every heard. Potential suitor wants to hear is like, yeah, I was engaged, but it didn't work out because I wasn't dominant enough. Cool. Where do I sign <laughs> for the for the Drew experience? But she seems really kind of satisfied that he would talk about that. Um, uh, yeah. And then the date gets interrupted. We find out that there is a new date card, and it is a one-on-one date with Kevin W. At this point, David has gone five date cards yeah, without getting exactly. a date. And, like, 
I, I, did, I didn't process it at first, but that's fucking crazy. That's like, uh, that's like a lot of date cards to not get a date for. He said it was a Bachelor franchise first, which maybe it's true, but Jasmine, just let him die. Let him die, Jasmine. Why are <laughs> yeah, you this man along? I'll talk more about this later, but I don't understand why she's like punishing him quite so much. You know, like she seems very suspicious of him. And I get where it's coming from, but I don't think he, I don't know. Maybe it's just a vibe that she gets. It just doesn't seem like he really deserves it. No, I mean, it was a dumb goof he did. Yeah. Just just let him die. <laughs> um, Set him free. So then we go back to the group date. Uh, Scott has a really awkward conversation with Jasmine. Sheboygan, this combo was a rough one. <laughs> she keeps trying to start things like, tell me about your family. I heard you're the youngest. And he's like, yep, I am. And they giggle. And there's just nothing. They've got yeah. nothing. It does not pop off here. Um, And... Then um, everybody that is not Scott is sitting on the couch and they're talking about how much they dislike Chris uh, because Drew is not everybody. Not everybody's talking. <laughs> well, like, Drew is, is leading the conversation because they're talking about who they think is going to go home next, uh, specifically who they think. And I'm going to try and do a Canadian accent here. Um, they're talking about Chris, this won't This won't be offensive. They're talking about Chris and whether or not he is oat oat. There's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I love it, though. Do you think Chris is out next week? That was pretty good, right? That wasn't bad. I guess it wasn't too offensive. Like, I genuinely adore those little sweet little eccentricities <laughs> in their in their dialect. I mean, this, this is not like groundbreaking material. I'm not I'm not bringing like a new heat. This is. No, I know. I just don't want to. I don't want to make our Canadian listeners feel uncomfortable because there's a sizable amount of Canadian Rose Buddies listeners. And like I've kind of loved them having uh, <laughs> this like uh, new new place in the group where they pop in. They're like, uh, actually, Saskatchewan. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm learning so, so much. Well, I, th- I feel like we need to give them ammunition every week. And so the ammunition this week, guys, is me trying to say out in a Canadian voice. So there, okay. there you go, guys. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so Drew tells us again why he is so different from Chris and how the differences bother him a lot. I'm sorry. There is no there's still no fucking justification for any of this. I know. It seems this 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 thing just came out of fucking nowhere. It is the most contrived shit ever. Uh, yeah, Drew's like, oh, you, can you imagine like Jasmine doesn't want to hear about like chemical reactions like. Maybe she does, dog. You don't know. I, know. I do. I know. I want to hear that shit. I know. I'll I'll date Chris's ass. Um, no, I won't. Please, no, I won't. Please date don't. Chris. I won't date Chris's ass. Um, or any part of him, actually. Okay, I'll date that big, beautiful science brain. <laughs> He's a good, good science boy. There it is. Yeah, you that did wasn't it. An adjective, though, is more of a noun. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, so she talks to Mike and Mike thanks her for their first conversation where she revealed so much. Uh, and she tells us that she likes how much he knows himself and that she's very attracted to him and there's kissing and hugging. Um, and then Mike tells us the viewer, he said, uh, you know, I did kiss her and I liked it and I think she liked it too. Such a sweet boy. I know. 
Mm, I'm a big Mike fan. I hope so he makes pure. It. If anybody's there for the right reasons, it's Mike. I think Mike's there for the right reasons, though. Mm-hmm. Dang. I do. Uh, but too bad because the group date Rose goes to Drew. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's the who's the fucking who's the Canadian Elon Musk or whatever the fuck his name is who decided that that one should get slung that way? That's what I want to know. Who's the who's the Canadian woman from Unreal that was like, mm, let's mix it up, Drew? Yeah, you know, I feel like there's been very little producer intervention. And I still can't really believe that there was in this case. I think Jasmine just really has fallen for it, you know? Maybe. I mean, she's and so sharp. To, I don't think that's... He talked about his engagement, though. You know how it is. You tell... Yeah, you do get point. You yeah. do move the chains when you when you, when you you open up like that. Yeah. It's just like, I can't... It's it's the... I, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I re, I'm still really, really enjoying this. But the, like, Drew-Chris combat shit is either the result of, like, some contrived bullshit or, like, kind of a bad edit where you don't see the inciting, like, events that led to this beef happening. So, like, anything with Drew, I'm just, like, suspect about. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's because American Bachelors made me hard. No, that, that, yes, we're definitely a lot more skeptical now because of that show. Yeah, true. Uh, Bip, though. Bip, Bip opened me up. Bip made me believe in love again. But I, everything in the core <laughs> franchise, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Mm, interesting. It's interesting. And also, and also now that I'm a TV professional, like, I could see behind the lines. You know what I mean? Like, it's all just, it's all just shot lists and sketches. I was thinking we, we should call, well, it's probably late to name this segment since this is like your last week of filming. But we could call it, like, Griffin's Hollywood Minute. Where, yeah, where you the, like reveal a little biz talk? Yeah, uh, showbiz Griffin's showbiz revealed. Yeah, um, showbiz secrets revealed. I mean, I'm I'm I, I, just because I'm not on the set doesn't mean I've stopped being a showbiz professional. Now I'm a showbiz professional for life. Okay, so we can we can we can keep this segment going. Okay, well, I mean, what do you have for us this week? Um, this week you saw the you saw the boom dropping a shot. And I bet you that's that sound engineer probably got a real talking to from the DP. Okay, that sounds like a thing. Yeah, so just keep an eye out for that boom. You won't see it again because that guy is gone. Did, he was fired from the show. Did you really see a boom this week? Absolutely not. I was only kind of watching. Oh. It's hard doing it by yourself when it's eight in the morning and you're not drunk. <laughs> I mean, two of those, two of the three I've been doing for a while now. I know. No, I did. I did watch it. It was just I. I watched it, and then you know, showbiz magic happened for about twelve hours. Yeah. And then here, here we are. Bob's your uncle. Uh, okay, so back to the show. Yes. This is when Drew celebrates his victory in front of the rest of the boys. He kind of like he comes out last. They're like all sitting around the pool, and he comes out and has quote a cocky walk. Um, makes a big entrance, like falls into the pool. And the, he does like a backwards, like, yeah. uh, like cross motion with his arms and like just falls backwards into the pool. Because somebody's and like, like, oh, hey, it's the man of the hour. And then he like yeah. really hams it up. 
So then he climbs out of the pool and he goes and grabs a bottle of champagne and he's like, mm, champagne, perfect. And he chugs a bottle of champagne and then sprays it all over the boys. And he says, mm, I guess that other bottle was the boys were supposed to drink that. Oops. And it was like, if that dude had done that shit and I was one of the other boys like <laughs> sitting here watching this guy who just like walked in and was like, mm, what's up? It's me. <laughs> and then threw himself in the pool and chugged a bottle of champagne and then sprayed us with a bottle of champagne. I'd be like, uh, dog. What are you doing? <laughs> what is this? What's this bit, bud? <laughs> this is kind of a crazy bit you've got going on. <laughs> this wild and crazy guys bit you're doing. It's kind of crazy that you're doing that right now. Yeah, it felt really like really performative. Yes, this is a lot of <laughs> prop comedy you're doing in a row, my man. Like, did you say everybody sit still for three minutes while I do my fucking routine? I kept, Dog, that shit was crazy. I kept waiting for him to do the thing where you, like, wrap your arms around yourself. Um, Wait, let me demonstrate because we're on Skype. Oh, and do, like, a kiss. Yeah, and you're like, yes, absolutely. Make it look like you're making out with yourself. And then, like, he goes behind the bar and does, like, a <laughs> fake staircase thing, like, like doing a fucking episode of Mork and Mindy. Like, yo, dog, did you just tell everybody to sit still while you did your whole shit? Because nobody else was doing anything but watching you do this routine. It was so whack, my dude. And then, It was, the, it was crazy. And then he says that he's going to get, quote, lit today. Um, okay because he's already got a rose he's got nothing going on um and then he makes a little jab at david and says hey david you should um you should come to my place with jasmine and serenade us when this show's over so okay good so it was just a lot a lot at once uh man man sees that was actually one moment and i'm not joking about this this is griffin's showbiz secrets revealed like if i was a producer on this part and Drew was like, yeah, just start shooting. I've got about five minutes of good material lined up. I'd be like, uh, okay, Drew, have fun with it. I guess that I guess that was usable. You did like a pool stunt, and then you chugged a bottle of champagne, so you can't do that again. And then you sprayed it, and you told a joke about it, and then you did another joke. And then uh, you pulled everybody's pants down. That was kind of cool, I guess. And then you did like some kind of ground hump for like 15 minutes. You did a ground hump for a really, really long time. You recreated the the wood shop dance from Magic Mike XXL in enti- its entirety. <laughs> um, that was that was that was pretty wild, I guess. You uh, put the a fire extinguisher in your mouth and set it off. And, like, <laughs> that was that was. I thought you were going to hurt yourself really bad when you did that. And then some um, really, really sexually accurate balloon animals which you did like balloon animals and then you ate a whole jumbo shrimp cocktail by yourself and it's like (laughs) what if we need to do a like pickup shots of this later like you can't keep eating shrimp cocktail and chugging wine (sighs) man what a fucking goober yeah uh so it's time for the one-on-one date with kevin uh they're going in a helicopter hello which is exciting there's my old bladed friend. Do you think when that happened, Mikhail was like, oh, I know you well, betrayed me. My oldest friend. The the th- thing about this, too, is that so this is Captain Canada. This is the ex-military firefighter, Kevin. Mm. 
Uh, and he's actually been in a helicopter before and says the last time he was in a helicopter, he jumped out of one into the ocean. Jesus. Oh, we need to mention Re Mikhail real quick. We got confirmation from the source. From Jasmine herself. From Jasmine herself, who tweeted at me that, uh, quote, I can confirm said nipple garnish. <laughs> like, Jasmine, that is the funniest and best way to uh, explain that. So, yes, it was Mikhail's nipple. Not sure why it's there's definitely some nipple based continuity errors uh, with that with that nipple garnish. But thank you for the confirmation, Jasmine. Somebody in the Rose Buddies Facebook group got like a real tight picture and it's just like a little Mm. barbell that goes through the nipple. So it looks like give me give me a second. I'm going to get that JPEG (laughs) pulled down. I've got a new desktop background. So it looks like he has like a, a, a human nipple and then like. A metal nipple on either a side. A cyber nipple, yeah. full of, full. It's got it's an. It's very subtle. Port. It's tasteful. Yeah. It's tasteful. Uh, so yeah, they get in this hel- helicopter and just like start macking. Yeah, uh, they're both wearing black Converse, which is kind of a cute coincidence. That was too. really funny. Yeah. Um, but they, oh, by the way, I need I need new shoes. Those Puma, you know how we got because we got matching. Oh Pumas yeah, you got Kong. a whole. My one shit of... has fallen the fuck apart while I've been here. Oh Griffin, it is it is embarrassing. It is it is literally clown shoes. Uh, <laughs> they get caught in a storm, and she says she feels safe with him. Uh, and then they kiss for a while, and then the sun comes out. Um, and then for a little lunchtime snack, they go to a restaurant. That is called the quote ultimate jerk center. <laughs> Do you notice that? No. They have jerk chicken, and the restaurant is called the ultimate jerk center. That is that is an alternate title for the TV show The Bachelorette. I know. I this sent me down a loop because I was thinking they filmed this. Did they know it was funny? Maybe jerk isn't an insult in Canada. And then one of the guys later uses the word jerk. So I know that's not true. Shit, that's funny. God, yeah, I can't I believe I missed good. that. That is amazing. It's pretty Why good. Why couldn't that have been on a group date with like multiple boys getting like burnt up with that shit? Yeah. Do you like jerk chicken? I've never been a big fan. Why don't you like it? I don't know. It's just not my favorite kind of spice. The seasonings don't work for you? The seasonings don't really do it for me. I also feel like there's kind of a sweetness in it sometimes. And like, you know, I don't fuck with that. My sweet lives over here. My savory lives over here. My spicy lives over here. My sour lives over there. Do not mix them shits up. Griffin will not accept pineapple on a pizza. Absolutely not. Some exceptions, obviously, like sweet and sour chicken. Hello. That's a good fusion. But like most of the time, get the pineapple cardinal sin. Get that out of here. Pineapple on a ham. Go, go bone yourself. No way. Huh. That's disappointing to me because I actually I like I like the mix. Honey ham? Absolutely not. No. Smoke what it. about like a tacos al pastor that has marinated barbacoa pork with like if no. there's like a little marinated pork and pineapple. If there's a, if it's like little bits of pineapple, I can deal with it. Okay. But it's 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 not my it's not ideal for me. Okay. Um well, I guess that's one thing we don't have in common. <laughs> This there is our, it is. This is the inverse of breakfast at Tiffany's. Is this our first fight? This is our first fight. On I think air? jerk chicken isn't very good. And see, I think it's pretty good. I don't even think okay. it's like exquisitely good. I'm not willing to really put a flag in it the ground seems on like this. It's, it seems like it's actually your favorite food right now. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so this is the coolest date ever because after they finish eating chicken, they go to caves and they like eat dinner in like a little cave grotto. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's bats, which isn't great, but the caves which look... Captain, Captain Canada did not love the No, he did not here. like the bats. Um, he didn't like have to overcome his fear of bats, but he did not enjoy the bats. I don't get people who go down in the caves and are like, are afraid of like, ah, bats are here and aren't afraid of like a cave in crushing them and getting trapped in the cave. Cause that's my, I don't, I will never go in another cave probably ever again. Oh no. I'm not, it's, I don't prefer it. If I, if somebody asked me to eat jerk chicken in a cave, I would hit them with my car. <laughs> Griffin, I like caves. We went in a cenote once and it was good. I yeah. like that. Okay, I guess. But I, I, I don't want to go spelunking deep down in a cave. Oh, yeah. I saw, no. that, I, I saw that movie, The Descent. You seen that flick? The horror no, movie I haven't. Where all the, all the women go spelunking and like there's a cave in and there's monsters down there. No way, dog. No thanks. No, I, Missouri has a lot of caves, and but the tours of the caves are very, like they're very safe. And some of the caves, in fact, are have paved floors, so you're not you're not fearful while you're in there. Uh, once on a church trip with a youth group, we went out to uh, our pastor's farm. It was cool. It was, it was a fun trip. But we went down into a cave. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a, a cave that you go to as part of like an attraction. It was just like a wild ass cave that was out back behind their farm. We went in there, just turned our flashlights off, and just sat there in the dark for like five minutes. It was chill as hell. I like that a lot, actually. Maybe I do like caves. Thanks, baby. You really turned me around <laughs> on caves. You just got to give them a chance. You're right. Um, caves are like the Evan of rock formations. Yeah, know? once you get down deep in them. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> mm, well, this was, a, this was a fun date. They explored a lot of different sort of I thought it was levels. a really cool date. Yeah, you get the sky, you get the ground, and when you're on the ground, you eat chicken, and then you go below the ground. And you go underground, and then you um, eat, a, and then you eat fourth meal, I guess, because you definitely had dinner with the chicken stuff. No, the chicken was lunch. Oh right, okay, that was nice of her to plan out all of his meals for the day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they had bagels in the helicopter. No, that's not true. Um, what happened next? I like Captain Canada, by the way. Yeah, I kind of like him. He says that he has a history of being kind of a serial first dater. Yeah, um, who did? Who did? I can't remember if it was you or somebody I watched the last episode with who said he looked like somebody. He looks exactly like somebody. Uh, it was not me. I mean, I said he looked like a hockey player, but I didn't identify who. Somebody in the Rose Buddies group speculated, but I can't remember who they identified. There was somebody who thinks. Hmm, no, I can't remember. I'm not going to pull it. I'm not going to pull it. Handsome, though. Handsome is the devil. Uh, Jasmine says that she's never dated a guy that all the ladies love before. Um, which I thought was kind of sweet. It was kind of a Mikel moment of like, I'm not used to being with somebody very attractive. And this is exciting. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin tells the story about his brother. Do you remember this story? Yes. His brother got stabbed. His brother got drafted to be on the Mets. Um, and then he went out to celebrate in their hometown and got stabbed. And it was really emotional for Kevin because he'd always been compared to his brother and felt like he wasn't good enough to take over for his brother if anything happened. 
Um, and then his brother recovered, but he couldn't play baseball. It's very like a very dark story. Yeah, super dark. Like kind of surprising too, right? Because it happened in Canada. Oh, Griffin. I'm just saying. Bad stuff happens all over. I know it does. I'm not a I'm not I'm not that naive. But just a random stabbing? Well, I don't think it was random. Oh, you think what do you think it was? Like a Yankees fan? Well, no, because they said that his brother was out and his friends were like, hey, look out, man, you better start running. There's somebody like it seemed like it was somebody that knew him and was after him in particular. Jesus. Damn. You're doing a lot. You're doing a lot of CSI there, babe. Yeah. (laughs) I should Google it. Oh, my gosh. Let's do some Uh, research on that. It was a horrifying story, and, like, he was talking about how, like, he always looked up to his brother and was, like, really worried that when he got stabbed that, like, he wasn't going to be son enough yeah. for, to his parent. Like, there was, there, was a, there was a lot to unpack there, but yeah. uh, his, brother is, his brother is okay. Um, he doesn't play baseball anymore, but, like, at least he's okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so he, he gets a rose uh, from Jasmine, and then it's time for... Um, the group date and on the group date uh is michael or sorry mikhail kyle andrew kevin p and david and david celebrates and literally says i'm on a date yeah it's a and it's funny because it's like a group date <laughs> yeah um which oh there was also a moment uh that i don't know that we talked about where on the first group date announcement drew was yeah. like Ugh, I don't even want to go on on a group date. David, do you want to take? Man, if this had been the fucking, if the, if I mean Jubilee pulled that shit and and got like like her game salted by the other women in the house. So like, I'm surprised that all the dudes were like willing to let that slide the way they no, did. they called him on it. They called him on it, but they didn't rat him out to no, to, they didn't to Jasmine. Well, it doesn't seem like that kind of group, at least not yet. Although there's teasers for the next episode suggesting that maybe. Man, after episode two, I was so psyched. I was like, "Oh, a whole season without rat bags or piss kids." Ooh, the slope though. Ooh, it's getting up. What's this on the slope? Is this jelly? It's getting a little slippery, isn't it? The slope is. Well, more more sticky, I would well, say. It's it's uh, KY jelly. It's Lupin. Oh, Griffin. Well, you asked me what the jelly was. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, so Chris isn't going on a date this week. Sorry, Chris. Which Drew is very excited about. Probably because the date was at a school and they don't let um, bomb makers. It's like, <laughs> they don't let explosive saboteurs into like elementary schools. Uh, so all these guys are on the date. We get a funny moment where Kyle is sitting in a little kid's Holy chair. Holy shit, Kyle, my dude. <laughs> they make the comment that maybe he's not actually sitting, but he's just, in fact, in a deep squat. You know all these <laughs> Facebook videos of um, people, like, making lasagna for a hamster, and they just use, like, yes. ridiculously tiny cooking? I, first of all, keep that shit up, people making those videos. Yeah, That's we love stuff. those videos. But it also seemed like a regular sized person wandered into the set of one of those hamster cooking videos <laughs> and just like started fucking with their shit. Cause this, this seat, man, I was worried it might go in him somehow. <laughs> like it might still be in him today. I was worried that a prong of this <laughs> chair was going to get, I don't want to be crude cause I, Kyle's a fan, but there was, there was some worry there. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay, Kyle. 
We are. Yeah, we're you. You had a really great date. We would have picked you. Um, Absolutely. This was a. This was a, Jasmine. You did a great <laughs> job. This was your first foolish choice. <laughs> um. So the guys have to make art with little kids, and whoever makes the best art with the kids gets more one-on-one time. Um. And. So this is when Kyle has this kind of sweaty glitter dance party with some of the kids, which is really cute. It's very cute, but also, Kyle, my man, not the point of the date. You are not going to win with that attitude. Eyes on the prize. Make some art. He says, he says, I'm dancing because there's really no difference between dance and art. And it's like, Kyle, there's an explicit difference. <laughs> she asked for her physical painting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mikel is nervous. And he has kind of a reaction to the kids that I have uh, when I'm in a group of kids, which is that he's a little intimidated. Because um, I feel like kids kids know if you're not like a particularly interesting or fun person, you know? Sure. And I always worry that I'm going to spend some time with some kids and they're going to be like, you're really boring, Miss Rachel. I mean, my thing, I, I feel like we have the same impulse in that I don't, I just don't want to embarrass myself around kids. I don't want to <laughs> make myself seem like an idiot to the kids. And that in and of itself is enough to make me like screw up. Cause I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't treat you like a little kid. Like that's probably not what you want. So I'll just like treat you like an adult. And then I do that and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. That's kind of what Mikel does. Um, but the, I mean, the kids still like him. He's just like, yeah. he's no Kyle. I don't think there was anybody who had like bad interactions with the kids. No, uh, there I don't was think one so. little girl with the with the uh, braids with the pigtails. She had me rolling. Are you talking about Amira? Amira was fantastic. She's real funny. Uh, she was the one that was talking about her concentrate face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. That was good stuff. Um, so this is when Jasmine kind of unloads that she's worried David is here to showcase his talents. Mm. And wishes that he could just be himself. And she says all of this because he tells the kids he's with that he's a musician and that they should incorporate him being a musician into their artwork. As as if he's like, yo, yo, Jamaican school kids, <laughs> download my mixtape. It's fire. And if you know anybody who is like a producer, if you could like hook me up, that would be sick. If you could write out the name of my single in in this arting arting that and you're paper, doing paper the town with it yeah. yeah um so let's see so then all the guys present the art that they've made um and she's frustrated that david's art has to do with his singing she's like oh here we go again uh which i mean all right i i just i like we've seen people on the show for the wrong it's, reasons and it's and a narrative yeah david doesn't strike me as that person but you know maybe yeah. we're not seeing something i mean it's just like the dude's narrative thread at this point so i think everybody's just kind of leaning leaning into it uh so she picks the other kevin for the one-on-one part like she, the deckhand. she is riding those Kevins like every week. She's a huge Kevin fan. She's up in Kevin heaven. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wasn't that good. Will you sing the song? Kevin heaven. There it is. It's the theme, theme song to Kevin heaven. Kevin heaven. <laughs> which is the new Kevin James TV show. Oh, Griffin, no. It is. No. No, it's called Kevin Can Wait. <laughs> That's 
so it good. It really is. That that is. The, I mean, it's not. It's so good. That's what the TV show is called. So good. Well done, Kevin James. You can really turn a phrase, my man. All all dogs go to Kevin. I mean, that's very good. But it's important for me that you understand. There's really a TV show called Kevin Can Wait. Are you serious? Yeah, babe. No. And it's it's W E I G H T. That's a lie. That's a lie. But it is. There is a TV show called Kevin Can Wait. It's on CBS. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It's a real deal. Okay. Uh, so then for their one-on-one part, we have another scenario where it's raining and so they can't do whatever it was she had planned. So they just sit on a hotel balcony and, uh, they just have a, a deep chat between the two of them. And this is when Kevin tells a story about his niece. And this made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Where he's like, he's talking about how he's been on the road a lot, and but he he's not sure, you know, he did he wasn't ready to settle down, but now he kind of wants to have kids, and part of it is because he's been spending so much time with his niece, and then he's like, actually, my niece went with us when we were going to the airport, and his niece, who's four and a half, says, Uncle Kevin, are you going away because you're scared to love... It's kind of a crazy thing for, um, it didn't happen, right? Like, that didn't. Like, I, I don't know. Unless that kid. Are you going away because you're scared of love? That's that's a pretty big logical leap you've made there, niece. Unless the no, kid, no. like, watches a lot of Dr. Phil. Like, I can't yeah. figure out why that phrasing would ever happen. That kind of grossed me out a little bit. Unless everybody in his extended family is a soft boy, like, kevin is have you noticed this about kevin kevin is kind of my new asmr trigger because every everything he's everything he says is way down here and it's all delivered with this tone of voice and uh, i never noticed that I, like i can't believe he's a deckhand and not like an npr vj <laughs> that's what they're called at NPR, <laughs> yeah, right? i know uh-huh no that's for sure terry gross is perhaps the most famous npr dj i mean ira glass is a really good vj uh this is when i noticed okay so he gets the rose um but i noticed he wears a lot of bracelets who does kevin deckhand yeah he's got like four on one wrist and like three on the other a lot of bracelets Hmm. didn't notice yeah um so before the cocktail party drew kind of instigates this thing with chris where he's Chris is talking about how he's going to try and get some time with Jasmine because he didn't get a date this week, and Drew's like, "Oh man, you should, you should ask her about, you should ask her about her uh, five year plan." And then he like stage whispers to uh, Captain Canada next to him, like, "Yeah, she'd totally hate that. Like, there's no way she can you imagine she wouldn't want to talk about her five year plan. Like, he'd come in like, oh, what's your five year plan? Dog, what are you saying?" <laughs> This isn't even a bit. He's, it's, he just thinks that a lot of his stuff is just going to be absolute gold. Yeah. An absolute golden dunk. And Chris, I mean, Chris knows what's going on at this point. He knows that Drew is messing with him. Like, his his reason for bullying him is so insubstantial that he has to make up fake things that he didn't say and then drag him for the things that he didn't say. Like, he has to script lines that he said and then, like, make fun of those lines as if he said them. <laughs> it's 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 insane. Um, 
Yeah, it's like he watched, before he came, he watched a bunch of 80s movies about, like, villains on ski slopes and, like, just co-opted some of their moves. Yeah. This chair, Justin sits in this chair usually when he records podcasts, and it makes a noise sometimes, and I get I get so frustrated about the noise, and I just, because I think, like, Justin, like, is making the noise on purpose. It just made that noise, and now I feel like I should go apologize to my brother. It's horrible. It's unlistenable. Do you want me to wait while you do that? I hear it. I do. I hear that noise. I despise the noise. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry I just subjected you to it, audience. Uh, So it's cocktail party time. And Mikkel makes a big move. Yeah, it really swings for the fences. That pretty much made, I have to imagine, everybody in this continent just fall in love with him. Um. First, he, like, pulls her away and then immediately grabs her and kisses her. And then yes. reveals this necklace he made for her out of coral. It's um, a good necklace, too. Yeah, it's a nice necklace. I feel bad that, like, she couldn't wear it the rest of the night because I'm I'm assuming, like. The other guys would be like, oh, it's a nice necklace. Where'd you, who gave you that? Yeah. And, and they'd, like, yeah. rag on him. But, it, yeah, I was impressed. He's like, yeah, you know, I just like to make things, you know, and I just saw this when I was thinking about you. And so I just made this necklace and. Um, and she's like, I'm going to keep this forever. And this is really sweet. I want to know, I want to know so much more about Mikhail. I'm hoping he gets a solo date soon. Cause like, I want to know how you get into being a helicopter doctor. Um, <laughs> I want to know what's going on with the nipple stuff. Um, yeah, he's just, he's so interesting. He's a fascinating individual. Mm-hmm. I want to know it all. Um, so then Chris tells us that he's hanging on by a thread, but that spiders hang on by a thread. So he's not worried God, what about it. a fucking it. nerd. Let's get him. <laughs> let's, let's cream him. Uh, and this is when Chris talks to Jasmine about this generic nonprofit he started for kids. Um, and that the kids would come and hang out. Uh, and that he designed video games for them to play. And it just, it sounded like, hey, I started a nonprofit, it was in my basement, and kids could come be kids, and I made them play games. <laughs> I don't know, I just like, it, I didn't like it. It weirded me out a little bit. That actually sounds exactly like the kind of, <laughs> like the kind of nonprofit that I would get into. It just, so I, I have a background in nonprofit, and it seems like everybody's always trying to start their own nonprofit, as hmm. if completely reputable and safe organizations like the boys and girls club don't already exist sure he's like oh i'm gonna start my own for kids where they can just be kids kids need a place like that where they can be kids and then i'll make some video games and then maybe some flowers that light on fire and (laughs) (laughs) me and the kids will make some bombs together (laughs) i don't know it didn't win me over but but uh jasmine liked it well that's all that matters yeah um, and so Chris comes back from his talk and he's pretty satisfied with how it went. And then Drew is bummed that he is satisfied. Um, and then there's like a series of steals that happen where it's like JP talking to her and then Mike interrupts and then Scott interrupts Mike and then Kevin W who already has a rose interrupts Scott. And this is scandal. And guys, it happens every season. Like, people need to stop treating this shit like it's the first time anybody's ever done it. Yeah. It's like, why would somebody that already has a rose want any time with her? So you, if you if you 
if you want to win the game, you got to get in the game. Kyle calls out Kevin and is like, he sure does, like in a big way, makes a thing out of it. And Kevin is like, hey, I'm not gonna not talk I, to her. I can get why you'd be upset about it, right? But like, yeah, just don't treat it like nobody's ever done this move before because it literally happens every season. Well, you're just nervous and you feel like desperate, sure. you know. Uh, and this is when, so it's time for the rose ceremony. And this is when I notice Thomas. Because uh, Thomas has what Griffin McElroy would call a lot of look. Oh, what was he sporting? God, I really wasn't paying attention to the looks this episode. He was wearing like a black pork pie hat. That's what they're called, right? Like a stovepipe hat, like a top no. hat? No, no, kind of like a fedora, but flat on top. Kind of like a like a Walter White black hat. Yeah, pork pie. That's a good, that's what they're called. Okay. Um, he's wearing a hat. He's wearing a gray vest with a black shirt and a gray tie. And he's got his hair down. Uh, and he's just standing in that group. The only man wearing a hat. Maybe maybe they have some sort of arrangement where only one of them can look completely <laughs> different from the other, the other bros. It was really distracting to me because when I first saw him, I didn't recognize him because of the hat. He had kind of like a Chris Angel quality. And I was like, who's that guy? And then mm. they kept showing him over and over again. And I was like, oh, that's definitely Thomas with a lot of look. Mm. Um, um, but Thomas, are we at the rose, are we at the rose yeah, ceremony? Thomas doesn't have to worry because he gets a rose. Uh, so does Andrew. I don't know anything about Andrew, but Andrew gets I a rose. I feel like I don't know Andrew. I'd like to. I'd like to know him. Uh, Mike gets a rose. Kyle, Mikkel, Chris, um, David, and Benoit get roses which means scott and jp are going home scott not surprising they had a really bad convo that like so bad that like ep, like minute 10 of the episode i was like okay that's a that's a that's a series wrap on scott yeah um jp i get like i feel like uh i don't know he didn't really yeah they he just really didn't they didn't they didn't spark. have a connection yeah, yeah exactly um uh, and so this is when after the rose ceremony, they all toast and they find out their next next destination, which is Montreal. It's like, why are we doing it in this? Order? <laughs> I know. You have to imagine Let's, they're kind of bummed. Like, oh, we got to go to Jamaica. Uh, oh, cool. So, like, do you think that maybe they could only get the block of rooms at Sandals for like this specific yeah. <laughs> weekend? So yeah, like, like they oh, were going to save it, but it was like this was the weekend I, that worked. I guarantee you it was something like that. Um, and that was the end of the episode. Yeah, and we get a teaser for next week that uh, there's going to be more issues with Chris and Drew. All right. Yeah. Great. Um, I still like it. It, it was a very, uh, like, Bachelorette-ass episode of Bachelorette. Um, but I'm, I still like it. Still like most of the, I still like a lot of the boys. Still like Jasmine. It's like the feel of it. I'll, I'll be excited for them to get back in Canada because I think the instant jump to Jamaica, you kind of lose sort of the, um, like some of the defining Canadian characteristics that I think we'll probably get back yeah, to. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, oh, and and yeah, we haven't been watching the after show um, and we're, we're definitely not going to watch the one with Rod. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to start now, certainly. Um, um, it's definitely disappointing that he is scheduled to be on it, but you know, I don't yeah. think he's going away anytime soon. 
Also, I had a lot of people point out that he's going to be on the fucking... Uh, oh, the Ben and what? Lauren? Yeah. Happily like, Ever After, question mark? Which is going to be... It's not even going to be on ABC. It's like on their... I don't know. I think it's like a, a, a deep satellite channel or a streaming channel or something like that. Like, we ain't, we ain't going to watch that one for sure. I got my eyes... I got my... Well, first of all, I, it's still early because we have a lot of Bachelorette Canada to watch, I think. Um, but they just put up... All of season one, a bachelor and season one, a bachelorette. Yeah, they did uh, for legal streaming. I'm not sure. I think it's just on ABC.com. Um, well, it's on is... their app. I know that much. Okay, I would love because I haven't seen those seasons. Me neither. I would love to dip into that shit. Yeah, I think that might be a good option for us. I don't know if we want to do like a little palate cleanser in between. Hmm. I wonder what that would be. Well, we have to figure out how many episodes we're committing to because I want to make sure we time it. Is Prince Charming any good or whatever? What's the show called? Finding, Finding Prince, Prince Charming. Finding Prince Charming. Uh, my only uh, stuff I've gotten from it has been following uh, Glenn Weldon from Pop Culture Happy Hour. I think is the only person who I've seen do hot takes. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like a great TV show. Yeah. I heard that it's not especially great either. But I mean, we could maybe, maybe we watch the first episode. Yeah. And don't commit I to just, the whole season. Because I want to see wanted, it. I know. I've wanted like an LGBT, like... Uh, experience of the bachelor bachelorette yeah me too um uh so yeah maybe we should dip into that but we are gonna stick with bachelorette canada for the time being hope you all are having luck finding the episodes oh hey and if you're a if you're a canadian fan new to our podcast um please consider rating and reviewing us on itunes yeah um we we sure do appreciate that yeah um anything else you want to talk about babe uh, I don't think so. I'm excited that you're coming home. Me too. Um, I've liked recording with you uh, remotely. It's been a nice time to just like look at you on a webcam for an hour, but uh, it'll be much better to be be back in the back in the old saddle. Well, is am I the old saddle in this? <laughs> I guess so. I'm sorry. It's so late here. No, that's true. Um. Anyway. We'll see you next week for another episode of Rose Buddies to talk about Canadian Bachelorette. Until then, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. But who will get final rose? Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right, read this. Right, read this.